joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And today's show is um, we're going to talk a little bit about authenticity. We're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness. And um, some of the information that you're going to receive today are the nuggets of gold that I like to say. Um, may, you know, may be eye-opening to you, and you may have not heard this before. So I invite you to find a nice, comfortable place to sit, Grab something the right with, a piece of paper, pen, your favorite beverage, whether it's a cup of tea, water, whatever, and just sit back and relax for the next few minutes or so and absorb this information that is so beautiful and it is guaranteed to help you have a better day each and every day. So before I introduce our guests, I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You, Blissful Living for You has an amazing uh, set of programs for you if you're looking to improve your health and well-being in a holistic and natural manner, if you're looking to improve the power of your mind and increase success in your life and in your endeavors and all that you do, and if you're looking to build and sustain your wealth, the money that you make, learn how to keep more of that in your pocket, then you want to check out Blissful Living for You. Everything they do is based on holistic principalities. So it might be really interesting. You might find some really good stuff. So check them out at blissfullivingforyou.com. The next sponsor that I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated. All Day Cable Incorporated is a telecommunications installation company that's been around for 30 years. And what they do is network distribution, so voice, data, fiber optic, wireless system, audio, video, speaker systems, you name it. If it has something to do with telecommunications, they definitely can help you out with that. Their model is that they make the right connections the first time. And in today's way that we do business with everything being telecommunications, telecommunicating via phones and computers and things of that nature, it's very important to be able to have that connection when you make it. So check out All Day Cable Inc. If you are in need or know someone that's in need of telecommunications installation services. And with that, I want to jump into today's guest. And let me share a little bit about our guest today. Her name is Aura. Nadrich, and she's a gifted teacher and founder of the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She's offered, um, comp- she, has a, she has a new book out, you guys, that is called Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And what she likes to do is she likes to help us to reconnect with the state of oneness that exists within us. She also reveals how 
you can stop doing and the exploring and exploring the essence of our spiritual being brings us back to our wholeness, which um, she described as the authentic self. Now, she has this wonderful book that we're going to talk about, and she's going to share more about what she does as we transcend into our conversation. But I don't want to hold her back from you all because I love um, this topic, and this really fits into the pillars of wisdom and how we can utilize mindfulness to really elevate um, the power of our mind in a most positive manner. So without any further delay, I want to welcome Aura Madridge to Blissful Living. What a beautiful introduction. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love the topic of mindfulness and um, have been practicing it for a very long time. It's helped me um, cool the fires within, so to speak. It's, um, <laughs> I practice Ayurveda, and I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner. So oh, my yes. yeah, my dosha, my body type is Pitta, which is full of fire, transformational, right? Uh-huh. But sometimes you can't really contain that when you're younger, right? You can't, you don't know how to contain it like you should. So mindfulness right. has been a great help, a great help to me. But I want you to share. How did you even get into this kind of study of mindfulness? How, how did you even? How did that journey for you begin? Well, you know, I think I've always been a seeker. Even as a young girl, I was extremely curious, and you know, I remember loving laying outside on the grass or hillsides and looking up at the sky and watching those clouds move, and I would say, what is going on? What is this? You know, so I didn't probably use those words, but I had this really (laughs) deep curiosity, and so as I say, I was probably a little existentialist in the making, and I didn't know it, but you know, fast forward to my life, and um, when I was not quite 15 years old, my older sister, Esther, who I loved beyond any words I could possibly use, she had a mental breakdown. I was one of four, and now I'm one of two. She and my brother, Daniel, passed away. Mm. And when she uh, had a mental breakdown, it was devastating. You know, it was just, I felt like my whole world just came crumbling down, and it was, you know, really shocking and, as I said, just devastating and tragic, really. And when that happened to her, I, um, you know, went into deep fight or flight, and I was very traumatized, really, by what happened to her. And it's it's a long story, so I'll, I'll kind of give you the, the sort of the condensed version of it. I started to experience a lot of anxiety And what happened when she did have a breakdown is when we go into fight or flight, we oftentimes tell ourselves something because we feel like our survival is threatened. And what happened to me is that I said, oh, my God, what happened to her is going to happen to me. So I started to feel anxiety, as I said, which is also what I talk about in my first book, says who, that oftentimes when a thought goes buried into our subconscious and Mm -hmm. not dealt with and or healed, we can feel the side effects or the symptoms of a thought unknown to us. So I 
I became an actress and the anxiety got worse and it really started to affect the quality of my life and it actually affected my career. I couldn't keep right. doing it. It got me on a deep psycho-spiritual journey and that's when I started to explore the workings of the mind. And it really led me on this extraordinary journey of learning, you know, studying different modalities and therapies and psychologies of understanding the psyche better. And right. that's when I became a life coach and an author, and it brought me to this moment in time. Wonderful. See, I was meant to be on your path, on your journey. I always <laughs> say that we all travel, we're all unique all very, very unique. Even identical twins are unique, right? Right. And we all have our own journey. And you never know who you may meet on your journey or, you know, whose lives you intersect with. And and it's all meant to happen at that moment in time, right? Absolutely. But you just never know. And so it's it's always beautiful when you have someone else who recognizes the the divine connection. um, Yes. That was meant to happen at our, you know, our our meeting of the path, on the path, so to speak. So right. beautiful, exactly. beautiful. It's just like so, so beautiful. So for our listeners, I want you to um, give them a definition of mindfulness because people have heard many different things about mindfulness, and you know, there's many different. Um, definitions out there with regards to it. So can you just give them just a definition of mindfulness? Because as we, as we dive deeper in, I want them to have a concept of, and a grasp of what we really are talking about when me and you are having our conversation. Okay, absolutely. Well, mindfulness, first of all, I know that it's a lot now in the mainstream and people are talking about mindfulness and meditation and, and all of that, which is great. I love seeing that come into the mainstream. It's time. Mindfulness, right. in its simplest definition, is being present, being in the present moment with total awareness. So one could mm-hmm. say, well, what does that really mean? Like, how do I know I'm doing it? How do I know I'm, you know, experiencing it? It's a quality that is inherent in all of us. We all have it, just like we have kindness in us. Or one could say we have thoughtfulness, we have kindness, we have compassion. We have a lot of things, but we don't necessarily use it. So something like mindfulness, which is an incredibly valuable practice, to mm-hmm. really bring into our lives so that our lives can become, you know, much more heightened in the awareness department. Mm-hmm. What it does is it's, it's a practice to be present. It's a practice to be here. It's a practice to not go back to the past and try and change a time that has come and gone and lament what we wish we had done differently nor right. is it trying to step out of the present moment and go into the future and worry about what could or might happen. And it's fascinating to know that our mind wanders 47% approximately of the time that we're awake, which means that we're spending... Is that all? <laughs> yeah, is that all? Well, I'm sure it's like it, it probably peaks. You know, some, some people might go, are you kidding? My mind wanders 99% of the time. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I know, right? And so what mindfulness does, it's so great. It reminds us, like I said recently, it's like a, it whispers in our ear, like, hey, 
where where are you going? Where, what's going on? You know, you're 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 going out of this moment, or you're starting to worry about what could happen, or you're beating yourself up for what happened yesterday. Let's return back to this moment. And let's be aware and present and show up for this moment being our most authentic self. Well, wow. I mean, that's, I want to do that. Yes. Right? And yet right. we yeah. find I ourselves sounds- not doing it. Exactly. And so you open up a can of worms, girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know there are people out there that their minds are going 9,000 miles, you know it. They're listening to this and they're like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm always doing yeah, it with my mind. Yeah, I know. What, what is, um, how, do you, how do you stop all of that, I don't want to say chaos, how do you stop all of that activity and all of that stuff that's going in your mind to be even aware enough to focus on the present moment in time? Well, you know, a good way to start is to st- basically say, okay, why don't you wake up today and the minute you open your eyes, be aware of that you're alive another day. So if we just start with that and we open our eyes, what do we do normally when we open our eyes? A lot of us just jump out of bed. Yeah. We got to go, we got to be, bada bing, bada boom. We're, you know, we're, we're on that you know, quick, fast pace of all the things that we have to do that we don't really drop into being, which you said earlier in the introduction. So what I like to do is I like to start it as early as I can in my day. And that means that I wake up and I become mindful or aware of when I begin to hurry right away. You know, oh, we're quick to check our phones. We're quick to do this. We're quick to do that. And we're so busy getting caught up in that energy that we Mm -hmm. don't stop and go, whoa, 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 hold on a minute here. Just a minute. Before right. I go into my busyness, which I got plenty to do, let me start with this. This is a great beginning of mindfulness to be able to say, okay, let me just be in this moment. Let me, even if that means close my eyes or keep them open, whatever works for you, <laughs> you know, and just go, let me like put my hand on my chest and feel my heart beating. Maybe feel the oh. rising and the falling of my breath. Just to go, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in this moment. I'm alive. I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Oh, there's my mind starting to worry. Oh, yeah, you know that thing you got to do later? You you just got to get on with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the awareness I'm talking about where we're like so quick to boom, just jump out of a moment. So, when you start that, it's like anything else, like when the first time you rode a bike, you're like, I don't know yes. what to do. How do I do this? What do I do? Well, the next thing you know, you're riding a bike. So if you can start even with that, to have an awareness of when you're hurrying, to have an awareness of when you're not really listening to someone, to have an awareness of when you're leaving the house and you're so hurried you forgot to really look your partner in the eye and say, I love you or you're not really listening to somebody, or you're rushing through your food, you know, or you're pissed off at somebody to cut you off in traffic. You know, when we start to become more mindful and we start to strengthen this muscle, because that's what it is, it's a muscle. You know, the more you use it, the more you benefit from it. 
Exactly. You're going to start to use it more and more and more, and you're going to catch yourself when you're not doing it. And you're going to start to see the difference. I love that. You know, one of the things um, in Ayurveda is when it comes to mealtime, you have to, you, you, you really, it's a, I don't want to say it's ritualistic in a, you know, like when you think of rituals, it's not like that, but it's a very beautiful thing because you're supposed to eat without any distractions, so no television, really try to minimize conversation, um, if you're not at the dinner table with your family or whatever, but you know how that goes, but really just be mindful with the food, look at the food, you know, take some breaths in to be thankful for the food you're receiving. And as you pick up that first bite, you're supposed to, you know, put that bite in your mouth and be mindful of how a food feels as you're going in your mouth. Is it, you know, is it going to fill in your mouth? You know, chewing 20 times before you swallow so it keeps you being mindful on that food, that nutrition, and keeps you in a state of gratitude. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and and I guess what you're saying is that we we you can't do it all at once. Even though you know no. you want to get on that bike no. and want to get on that bike the first time and ride like a bat out of you know what, you it, right. it doesn't work that way. You know you have if you start with one moment, the more you do it, the more you become aware of those moments when you're not doing it, and it brings you back to your state That's of right. mind. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, what I talk about um, in my new book, Live True, is something called life gazing. Now, some people can listen to this and go, "Are you? what are you talking about? You think I have time to life gaze? When I say, could you just look up and look out your window? Or I even give people the benefit of the doubt. I say, listen, you come to a red light, you're in your car, why don't you just, you're stopped at a red light, Instead of worrying about what's going to happen or what you're going to have for dinner, which is fine, you can fantasize about what you're going to have for dinner, but you might want to just check out people that are crossing the street and be observant. Right. You know, I like to, I'm a people watcher, you know, oh, or I have windows good. around my house. I love to see the birds, you know. If I just do that once in my day, I feel so good because I've stopped right. and I've allowed myself to be mindful in that moment. I'm not asking people to give up hours of their time. You know, as a meditation teacher, people say, oh, I don't have time to meditate. So I say, do you have five or ten minutes just to sit quietly? Or, you know, how about doing those little grabbing, those life-gazing moments where you can just, you know, I have animals. I like to connect with my animals. I look out Mm -hmm. the window. I love when a rainbow comes through my window. We waste so many moments that we don't stop and appreciate. Oh my goodness, just so right. It's 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 amazing. I like to um, I like to say if I've been working all day or working, and I'm feeling like I'm just a little agitated. I like to go outside, and I was a little girl like you. I like I used to like to lay on the grass and look up at the. The, you know, the sky, whether it was blue or cloudy or the stars at night and just go off in dreamland. It was just so, it was so beautiful. I would watch the clouds move in and out, just like you. It was probably is why we're so connected. But yeah. Uh, but back to what I was saying was I like to go out and, and go into, you know, go out in nature and just take a walk. And I don't take, you know, no phone, no technology. I'm not of that way. I don't need to have it in my hand every moment. But, um, 
I just like to go out and, and listen to the birds and look at the, you know, animals that might be out and smell the dew on the grass if there's any, or smell the dirt. I mean, you know, as I'm walking, pay attention to how my feet touch the um, pavement if I'm walking on pavement. You know, just all that kind of stuff. And it really does help ground me and ground my energy, but it also helps me to, um, you know, to be thankful and be in a state of mindfulness. Now, you know, I'm not perfect, um, and it, my mind will jump out, oh, you know, you better hurry and pick up the pace of the walking because, you know, you got to get back and get on that conference call or whatever. But, <laughs> but you know, that's natural. That's real. That's the real right? stuff. And we got to know that that's for real and that happens. So we need to and help okay, ourselves. Right? It's okay, but we want to help ourselves when we're doing too much of that. When right. we're out of balance, when we're doing too much of that, like I said, you know, overdoing and we've got to constantly be busy and we're rushing through the moments, it's good to remind ourselves, you know, someone recently asked me about multitasking. I mean, mm-hmm. we especially now where we're all on our gadgets, we're all on our phones and we're walking and we're talking and we're, who knows what we're doing. I see people are, people are on their phones while they're in their cars. I know, I know. FaceTime. You know, which is scary because they're yeah. texting and... I don't know, you know, this is not, we got to pay attention to this because before right. we know it, it's taking us over. So yeah. you got to find time, and that's where mindfulness comes in super handy, integrating it into your day so that you can remind yourself to go, oh, hey, I'm rushing through this moment. Oh, I'm multitasking. Oh, I'm having lunch with my friend and I'm half listening to them because I'm thinking about something I have to do later. Mindfulness is a reminder. It reminds us of when we're stepping out of the moment. And but it's like a gentle reminder to go, okay, I need to bring myself back into this moment. You can use your breath. And that's what people really do with meditation, that's why meditation has become so popular, that people can learn the practice of meditation and they learn that your breath anchors you when your mind is overactive. But we're not living on a yoga mat or a meditation pillow. We have to remind ourselves this when we're out into the world and we're living our life. I agree. I agree. You know, in your book, you share um, benefits to living in the present moment. And I just wondering if you could share a couple of those benefits with the listeners because I, I really want them to understand the grasp of, you know, mindfulness is, is, is practice. You practice it. You practice just like, you know, tying your shoes and all. It's just a continual practice, life practice. But there's a tremendous amount of benefits to it that I don't think enough people um, share. And so when people hear the word mindfulness, you know, they think, oh, there she goes, that woo-woo chick or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know, I know. And it's truly anything but woo-woo, really. Exactly. So do you mind sharing a couple of the the benefits to, uh, and then we'll go over the, oh, maybe I should have you do. No, let's do the benefits of of sure. Yeah. So it's a list. It's a pretty, you know, it's it's got a lot of stuff in it, and I can read you, you know, the, the, the you know, the first you know, top one. Don't, don't say everything because I want them to buy the book. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I'll I'll give them some little some little yes. appetizers, right? Yes. Give them a taste. So first off, you're just you're more awake. You know what I say about mindfulness is like you're when you're more present in the moment. 
your senses are more alive. You're like, you're listening better, you're tasting your food better, as you and I just talked about it from a mindfulness mm-hmm. perspective and an Ayurvedic perspective. So you're more awake, you're more aware, you know, um, you're, you just, you're kinder, you're more compassionate, you're less selfish because you're listening better to people and you're not just thinking about yourself. You right. feel less anxious. You know, you're more peaceful. You feel more connected to what you're doing. You know, those are just just a few of this very long list that I put in the book. You have a lot of benefits. What I say about mindfulness, it's the gift that keeps on giving because you get so many benefits out of being more present. You know, you're right. just so much more alive and awake and you're, you're more excited about life. You're more appreciative about life. You're more turned on. Your senses, as I said, are more, uh, they're just more heightened. And right. suddenly you just, you feel things more. It's exciting. It's just a much more, you know, awake way to move through life. You don't want to be half asleep or half uh-huh. stimulated or half appreciating life. Right. Right. You know, it's it's beautiful because beyond the fact of mindfulness having the benefits plus more that's in her book that she mentioned, um, those benefits transcend into you being healthier. So if you are more awake and more aware or you are in more a peaceful state, right, your blood pressure drops, your heart rate drops. You're breathing. As you as you breathe, your oxygen intake increases because you actually breathe deeper. It's it's it has tremendous benefits to our health and well being that are so subtle but so powerful that um I want people I want you all to really realize that this is not woo woo stuff. It really, really puts you in a state to be successful in no matter what you want to do in life. Now I want to give you a taste of the other stuff so you can have um, a way to check and balance yourself so when you step out of your mindful state and you're slipped into something, you know what's happening. So can you share with them the detriments of, you know how people always project in the future? How about share a little bit with um, them the detriments of doing that because it's taking them out of their mindful present state. That's right. Well, first and foremost, you're more rushed. And when you're more rushed, what happens? We're not as focused. And we tend to be more frustrated. And we tend to be more restless or agitated. And we can even be more moody. You know, and when we're really out of the moment and we're rushed, then we can be rude to people. You know? And... (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's... Yes. You're just not, you're not as connected. You're not as there there. You're not really showing up in the moment. So all these things start to come up for you where you're worried, you're distrustful, you're anxious, you know, you feel more lonely, you feel more misunderstood. There's so many things that come up when we're not present because when we're present, we are more connected to who we are. We are more connected to our, what I said, our true nature. We're standing up for ourselves. We're just like, you know what? This is who I am in this moment, and that's enough, and I'm good with that. 
So therefore, I love myself more. And by loving myself more, I can let other people love me better, and I can love them better. You see, it just keeps moving into all these other areas. They're like It's like tentacles. You know, it's like this leads to that, and that leads to this. And the next thing you know, your life is working better, and you're liking mm-hmm. it better. Wow. I, you know, I, I really like that. I mean, it's, it's very beautifully put, and it, it, it just kind of sums up the beauty of why it's so important for us to, you know, practice being in a more mindful state um, each and every day, of, you know, because of all the wonderful things that we benefit, uh, that we get benefited from when we do it. Now, I want to ask you, because I know people are out there, because we've mentioned meditation a couple times, and, and I'm a certified meditation specialist. I had, um, I don't know if you know, I'm a registered nurse. And so years ago, I had been meditating since I was a kid. I didn't know that's what I didn't know what it was called. I was just doing it. But years ago, I had to get um, continuing education units, and I was like, oh, let me, you know, let me maybe go out and find out if I'm really doing, if I'm really meditating correctly, right? Uh-huh. And so I got a, I took a class, and then I just, like, was so enamored of just all the physiological stuff and all the benefits and everything, you know, was just, and then I went on and got certified. So I love meditation. But why I'm bringing that up is, I want you to um, share with the listeners, or a question I know that they're asking is, does one need to meditate in order to get into a mindful state? That's such a good question, and I'm so glad you brought it up because it's been coming up a lot lately because people think that you have to meditate in order to be right. mindful, and that's mm-hmm. not that's not true. Mindfulness meditation is bringing your focus and awareness into the present moment while you're sitting in meditation. And as I said, you want to take that same focus, that same awareness, and you want to take that on with you even when you leave the meditation or you go out of the meditation. And that's something people need to be aware of. It's not like, oh, let me sit for 45 minutes, you know, chanting or, you know, just focusing on my breath or whatever your type of meditation is. And then Mm -hmm. you get into the car and the next thing you know, you're rushing again. Now, that's real life and that's going to happen. What we want to do is we want to take the essence of that, what we experience in meditation, which is having a mindful awareness of our busy mind and to quiet the mind down. And some of the ways in which we do that, again, is by whether you're saying a mantra, which is a word that you repeat so that you can bring your focus onto that word, or your breath. Mindfulness is something that you can practice whether you meditate or not, because I want everybody to understand that they can do this. I don't want people to feel like, Oh, I'm not a meditator, so I can't experience mindfulness. I right. Think that we do people a disservice if we say, as much as I think meditation is great, and I'm like you, I've been meditating a Rochelle Marie for a very long time, <laughs> for over 35 years. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, and it's um, I can't extol the benefits of it enough. But I also know that there are people out there that it just might not be their thing. So if you want to commit to a mindfulness practice, you can take the same principles in that what you want to do is you want to work with how you are present in a moment. And you can do something simply by sitting quietly for five or ten minutes, as I said earlier, and just sit. 
sit quietly and whether you want to focus on your breath or you want to look down at the floor, you want to look at your hands or you want to look at a painting across the room, whatever it is so that you can begin to practice what it means to be present and be aware of your thoughts so that if a thought pops into your mind, you can just be aware of it. And since you and I both love, and we talk about that as kids, we used to love to watch the clouds moving Mm -hmm. across the sky. Be the observer of your thought and just let it come in and out of your mind like you were watching the clouds moving across the sky. And that is the way you can, as I said, begin to practice mindfulness or catch yourself when you're hurrying or slow down when you're eating. So, yes, to answer your question specifically, you can cultivate a mindfulness practice so that you can start to do it in all the areas of your life. And begin today. You know, you can literally start it today. Wow. So all of you listening, when we're done and you're done listening to this, just take a few moments and just think about the information that aura is disseminated upon you and just let the thoughts come in and out. Just take a few moments. And that could be something, a gateway to help you start being mindful. But she mentioned something that was going to be my next question and you're so, like I said, our paths were meant to connect, right? Uh Um, You mentioned the thoughts. And a lot of people... And you said, just let the, you know, as you're watching, um, you know, just pretend like you're watching the thoughts come in and out as you, as we watch when we're little kids, watching the clouds move about in the sky. Mm-hmm. But there are thoughts that we have um, that we're, when we're not meditating that actually um, can be detrimental to our our outer self, so to speak. And some of the thoughts I'm thinking about is like, you know, the negative thoughts, the fear-based thoughts, the critical thoughts. Um, and some people just downright have really mean and, you know, nasty thoughts. What is something that mindfulness can help them do to bring about awareness that they're having these thoughts and then help them to um, transition into a more positive process. Well, you know, I know we're focusing on my newest book that's just come out, Live True, and it's really about having, you know, a mindful awareness of who we are and, and helping us live our most authentic self, our most true self. And my first book says who, it was a book that was a, a transformational thinking questionnaire that I had so we could begin to question and challenge those negative and fear-based thoughts. We think Mm -hmm. supposedly between 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day. And the ones that get our attention the most are oftentimes the negative ones or the fear-based ones because we have the most energy around them. And I talk about being the observer, not the reactor. Now, I know this sounds easier said than done, but the way you can do it, and I also I know we're giving the listener a lot of information today, that in my first book, Says Who, I have something called the release and replace technique. So we have thoughts that come up, and they can be very critical, and they can be very mean and demeaning and even abusive, you know, and some people have yeah. pretty nasty thoughts that they tell themselves. So what I say about that is 
when one of those thoughts comes up for you, be aware of it. And a great way to catch that thought is to go, wow, okay, that was that was pretty mean. This is where mindfulness starts to take shape, where we begin to be aware of what we're telling ourselves, like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And you're like, wait a minute, I just called myself an idiot. Right. You know, that's, that's kind of undermining. That's not really a nice thing for me to call myself. You know, I'm going to switch that out. And my release and replace technique means you you release a negative thought or or a critical thought or a fear-based thought that you just told yourself, and you immediately replace it with its positive counterpart. So this is twofold. This is two-pronged. This is a good little trick tip here that I'm giving people in that... Negative, come a, negative gold, you guys. Pay that's right. Negative you know, it's, it's the toolkit. <laughs> it's, the, it's the emotional toolkit. You know, and we need it. it. We need it on this this life journey. So that if or when you tell yourself something like, I'm an idiot or I'm fat or I'm unlovable or nobody's going to want me or how am I going to find my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my soulmate or I'm never going to get that great job because I'm this, that, or the other, you know what you tell yourself because we all have that inner critic Boom, catch it right then and there. Because what I say about that, if someone were to walk up to me or to you and and start calling us names, what are we going to do? Go, oh, hey, just keep it coming. Just keep on telling me that. No, we would say, I would hope we would say, you know what? I don't really like you talking to me like that. I, I, I really am not appreciating you speaking to me like that. And yet, we are so quick to talk that way to ourselves. And that's what we have to be mindful of, where we say, hold on a minute, I don't want to talk to myself like that. I deserve some better, more loving self-talk. Wow. You know, actually, okay, you guys, that was a powerful nugget of gold. And and let me break it down for you, because I, I want you to completely understand what she said, because she did it so beautifully, and it just sounds so simplex. But check this out. I'm going to put it on a whole nother level for you. So just like she said, if someone is talking crap to you, calling you stupid, or you can't do anything, or you're never going to be successful, or you're a fat cow, or you're a skinny cow, or whatever the case may be, you wouldn't stand up for that. You would, you would, Shut them down. Excuse me, don't talk to me like that. What gives you the right to talk to me like that? You you would shut them down. However, we let, we have these thoughts that go in our head, and some people have them go around and around and around and around, and they never stop those thoughts. So what Aura just said is when you start having those thoughts, even if you got to pretend, pretend that those thoughts are coming from somebody that you wouldn't tolerate it coming from, and stop those thoughts. Tell them, just stop it. Don't talk to me like that. That's right. And I think, you know, that is going, that's huge, you guys. That's huge because we all do it. We all catch like, you know, I, you all, God, I'm so stupid or, dang, it takes me forever. I can't, you know, how come I can't never get it on the first time or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's not something that you would tolerate from anybody. So why are we tolerating it from this other person inside our head and not putting a stop to it? 
So and I change love it, it out and change it out, change it out, switch it out. I mean, is that asking so much of you? I, I want to just share this because we, we're, we're talking about so many wonderful nuggets, and I love that. Yeah. It's my favorite I, thing to talk about. So I'm so yeah. glad you're holding space for that. But yeah. that I there's this technique in my book called Release and Replace that I just mentioned, and I do it a lot. Right. I just did it at a workshop that I was at, and people love it. I did it in front of 250 millennial entrepreneurs. And what I do is I, I actually have post-its called Release and Replace, but I know people out there don't have it. On a piece mm-hmm. of paper, I say, write down one negative thought. It could be the thought that pops into your mind right this minute as I'm asking you. It could be a thought that you told yourself when you were taking a shower. It could be a thought that you've been telling yourself for the last five years, or it could be something that you remember a parent told you when you were a kid. Write Mm -hmm. it down and take that piece of paper and crumble it up and throw it across the room or throw it in the garbage. Or if you're in a safe place, burn it. But I haven't Mm -hmm. done the burning thing. I usually do the throw it across the room. Boy, people throw that piece of paper so far. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, now I want you to write down the positive counterpart of that thought. So if you just wrote down, I'm unlovable, you can write down, I'm lovable, or I'm unworthy, or I'm never going to find my soulmate, whatever the, the, the opposite positive counterpart of that is. When I mm-hmm. say to people, okay, now you see that piece of paper of that negative thought that you just threw across the room? Do you want to go pick it up and uncrumple it and keep it? And everybody's like, no, no, I don't <laughs> want that. And I say, do you want to crumple up the positive thought and throw it across the room and discard it? And they're like, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that one. Yeah, I want to hang that on my dashboard. And they do. They take that right. post-it. You know what? They take that post-it and I say, you go put that on your mirror. And I have people that have my release and replace uh, post-its and they say, or oh, I got it all over my mirror. All over. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, think wow. about it. So if we're not going to go pick up that crumpled piece of paper that tells us what a piece of you-know-what we are, right. why would we want to put that thought back into our head? Why? Wow. It, it, that, I mean, that's that's profound. You guys, back to back, nuggets of gold. She's given so much. And and, and hopefully you're writing this down. Because even if you just grasp one nugget of gold, just think of how much better your life is going to be after listening to this and being able to incorporate, even if it's just one nugget of gold, That's right. into your life immediately. You're going to transform your whole inner and outer being, like, you it's unimaginable. So um, I hope you're understanding that um, Aura is really, really sharing some wonderful words of wisdom with all of us. I want to ask you, Aura, um, you know, why asking the simple yet profound question of who I am leads to self-discovery? Such a good question. You know, asking ourselves who I am, I mean, without giving the book away entirely because it takes us to, you know, one of the, the almost last, the last chapters. Of, no, don't, don't um, give it away. But just I won't, kinda. I won't. But, you know, <laughs> I, I go in and I even talk about, you know, in the Bible when, you know, there's a conversation happening between God and Moses, you know, asking ourselves, who am I? 
you know, who am I? Like, even if you kept repeating it, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? You know, that goes into some real deep place inside your soul. You know, if you really drop in, and that's really what I'm asking people to do, is like show up and drop in. You know, really go in there because you're worth it. And when you ask, who am I? It's like, who is the real aura? Who is the real Rochelle Marie? You know, it's right. like, who is that person that's, that is our soul, that is our heart, you know? And that is the authentic self. You know, we have so many roles. We have personas. We think our identity is how we have to keep up this, this sort of act, like, gee, if I act like this, then, then you're going to love me. And if I right. show this side of myself, then you're going to accept me. You know, it's a lot of work. And if we ask ourselves just that question, who am I? Who is the real me? You know, and you're going to drop into some place that is going to remind you of who you are. And that is your spirit. That is mm-hmm. who you came into the world as. And it is beautiful. Okay, because mm-hmm. we're all spirits. We right. came in as spirits into these bodies. And, you know, we have along the way, you know, put up so many walls and we've, we've, we wear so many masks and we wear so many veils because somebody told us we weren't good enough or whatever was told to us along the way. And this journey right. of discovery, this journey of awakening is to find out who you really are and live it. Oh, that sounds just so, so yummy. I mean, how <laughs> yeah. profound is that, right? I mean, who who really ever asked? Who really, excuse me, who really ever asked, who am I? Who ever really sits down and takes time to ask that? And I think that maybe, just maybe, I don't know what kind of class in high school that you can that they can even have a class on mindfulness for all I'm I'm concerned. But if that question, if someone sat a bunch of kids down and walked them through, um, you know, mindfulness practice and made it like a class, right, where they learn all the benefits and the inner workings and how to how they really pay attention to what's going on in their mind. And be able to have the the beautiful experience of asking themselves, "Who am I?" At that age, say fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, right. you know, high school, you know, just think how beautiful and how profound their experience is going to be from the moment forward as they go on with the rest of their lives, right? I mean, wow! That's well, like, I can't, first of all, it's kind of extraordinary that you're even wrenching this because I'm about to start a <laughs> mindfulness program in high school. So, you know what? You are you must be psychic or something because, oh, wow. um, first of all, I could, you know, mindfulness is coming into, there are schools that are bringing it in, which is mm-hmm. such a such a blessing, really, because... Oh that's where you want to bring it in. You know, we didn't grow up with it. We didn't have it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't being taught in schools. And it's so, it's kind of crazy to me that it's not being taught. But it will. Right. As time goes right. on, more it will happen because it's the wave of the future that this is going to help kids with anxiety. This is going to help kids with bullying. This is going to help kids with drug 
use. This is going to have right. to help kids with self-regulating themselves. You know, because right. kids are that's when they start to go into deep anxiety. I mean, I won't, I had it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and uh that's when you start to really know how to deal with your emotions, how mm-hmm. to be okay with yourself, how to understand your self-loathing, how to learn how to love yourself better. So that right. kids can not only learn how to do that for themselves, they start to treat each other like that. And that's the real exactly. world. We got to look at the way the world's functioning and guess what? <laughs> I you know, mindfulness 101. There's right. a lot of stuff going out on out there that really is an indication that something wasn't learned early on or we wouldn't have this much hate, this much prejudice, this right. much fighting between human beings. Right. There's a lot of intolerance. Complete. A lot. So much intolerance, you know. And, and it, yeah, it's just, I mean, it, to me, I just was like, I know they do, I know they begin programs, um, I don't know. I think that I, I, I've read about, like, um, they do meditation for, like, kindergartners, little stuff for, you know, kids of that age. But when I said that, you know, the high schoolers is just, I think back when I was in high school, I mean, I was 13 years old as a freshman, and I just thought, oh, my goodness, you can tell me anything, right? But right. I didn't yeah. even know who I was. You know, I right. had all these different places or hats or shoes I was trying to step into, right. trying to find self-discovery. And right. it's just, you know, you know. so I think it's it's just beautiful, I think, that um, you're doing that, for one. And I told you, our paths were meant to intersect because we're so connected. Yeah, I, as, you were, like, as you were talking about it, I was like, does she know that I'm doing this? <laughs> that that no, was wild. I, I thought to myself, wow, how does she even know that? That you were just, yeah. you know... You're perceptive. And you're right though. It really is something that needs to happen more. And I'm I'm thrilled to be a part of that because I love working with kids. You know, you said you're a parent, I'm a parent. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. kids really need these life skills to go out into the world and you know, I love that Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. You know, it starts with right. us. It does. It really, really does. Yeah. I I mean it's but we need the, we need the tools though we need the tools and that's what you're talking about you know today it's like you know how do we how do we learn those tools how do we learn the skill set and that's where mindfulness comes into play this is a skill that you you mm-hmm. develop and you use it and you start to use it more and you start to see the positivity in your life and how it starts to change mhm and the more you see that i take it well, i know but the more you see it the more you want to see it. It's like it sets off all the good endorphins naturally in your body. And so, you know, those feel-good endorphins are are very addicting. And when you Mm -hmm. can get to that release um, naturally by practicing mindfulness and feeling that really positive, yummy energy, you just want more. And so it, it, it forces you, not forces, I don't want to say force, that's not the right word, but it makes you, or you want to, probably the most appropriate word, you want to do more of it. It's like eating a piece of chocolate. That's right. That's really you do. good. Or, you mm-hmm. do. You, know, you want to eat the whole you know, bar, right? You, yes. you do. You know, there are many definitions of mindfulness, and I love, you know, you know, its basic you know, essence is mindfulness is being in the present moment or being aware, being in the present moment with total awareness, 
being in the present moment with total awareness and acceptance, and I say with the cherry on top, self-love. So when you start to really see how you feel when you're in a state of self-love, which feels a whole lot better than self-loathing, when you start to see, like, you know, this actually feels good, this actually makes me feel better about myself, (laughs) why wouldn't you want to do more of it? Right. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful experience. And it's it's very profound. I, I, I just don't know how to really have all the proper words to describe to describe it. It's almost like a state of ecstasy. Oh, um you're you're you're, but, you're you're speaking my language. You're right. <laughs> I love what you're saying. You're right. Right? You're I mean so, it's like it's a state yes. of ecstasy that is yes. like amazing. It is. It really is and I and I I want it's like you know when you really love something and it gives you pleasure mm-hmm. you want to share it with your loved ones. You're like you're gonna mm-hmm. love this. You know, how mm-hmm. we do this for each other. Like, let's say we go to a restaurant and we loved it, or we saw a movie and we're like, oh, my God, you're going to love this. This was so good. Yep. And that's how yep. I feel about mindfulness. It's like I want to spread the word. I want to say, listen, you guys, you're going to love this. And life is difficult enough. Don't get me wrong. We, we're we not going to be blissed out 24-7. Right. Life is difficult enough, but don't you want to have moments where you can go, oh, this feels good. Yeah. This is good. And I can actually have more of these moments in my life. Do you know? Yeah. And that's the, the, that is the ecstasy that you're talking about, or the bliss. It doesn't mm-hmm. only have to be when you're sitting in meditation, which can feel pretty blissful for sure. Yes, yes. But you can have wow. these moments at other times in your life. And it's often you just need to you just need to invite them in, and you need to show up. Yes, right. I love it. I love it. You're the you're in control, and right. and and I invite all of you listening to embark and 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 test the waters of what Aura is sharing with us. All those nuggets of gold she gave, and just test the waters for yourself. Don't don't believe me. Don't believe her. Test it for yourself, and right. then. Get back to her and let her know, or get back to me or both of us and let us know your experience. I'd love to hear because um, yeah. I don't want you to believe us because we are experiencing ecstasy, and, you know, we can do that pretty much any time we want when we step into our mindfulness. But I want you to be able to experience it on your own terms. And like Aura said, we're not meant to live in that bliss state every moment of our life. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the bliss states when they happen. That's right. So, so true. So, right? So, yeah. um, okay, Aura, oh, my gosh, I could go on forever. But <laughs> we're at the, obviously, but we're at the, um, close, get close, getting close, oh, I'm stumbling through my words this, um, today. What's going on? That doesn't usually happen. We're getting close to our time. So I want you to share with the listeners, because you have some really good endorsements on your book. Um, some heavy hitters, and um, I want you. you to share a little bit more about the book and how the listeners can get their precious little hands on it. Well, you know, I'd love for people to pick it up because 
I think there's a lot of wonderful, as we were saying, you and I throughout this this conversation, nuggets. You know, these are mm-hmm. these are wonderful nuggets that can help you on your life journey. So, of course, I want to share that with all of you. You know, I want to say, look, you can you can have these moments that you and I have been talking about. You know, and for people that are having a hard time or they can't get out of their negative thinking head and they're so attached even to their negativity they don't know any better there's something in this for everybody so i would love for you to pick up live true um one of the easiest ways you can do it is on amazon you can get it really fast you know barnes and noble um if you have a bookstore that you like to go to they can order it for you uh i also have something i want to add before we're done is you know there's a meditation at the end of every chapter and i just yes. recorded i just recorded all of them so oh I wow have, yeah so i have live true meditations they're so soothing they're really lovely i think and people are loving them and they're on like most of the music apps like you know itunes and apple music and you know i think pandora and spotify you just if you if you Go and on to live true meditations. They'll pop up, and wow. um, they're really lovely. And you know, people ask me sometimes, "Can you record your stuff?" Because not everybody likes to read, and right. so the meditations are there, but they're all in the book. And I also just wanted to add that I have the live true meditations. Oh, I love um, that! Thank you, too. because we talked about meditating, and so now we you just made it a lot easier for people to embark on that journey, right? You just made, you just, there's no reason why any of you <laughs> do not meditate. Right, or thank not you. Want to start meditating because. That's right, no more excuses, people. And, you know, none. I feel like I'm even, you know, saying, hey, 10 minutes, even if you're not a meditator, I don't love you any less. But, exactly. But, you know, just take 10 minutes in your day to just chill and, you know, give yourself time just to be with yourself and put that phone away, you know, no yes. excuse, 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, and if you have kids, little kids, you may need to do like what I used to do when my, kid, when my, my kids were little. My daughter, it was kind of funny, she would find me no matter what. So I would get up <laughs> yes. early in the morning and I would hide in my closet <laughs> And I get like my few ten minutes, fifteen minutes of meditation. It didn't. I mean, right. I could wake up at two in the morning or, you know, eight a.m. It didn't matter. She would just get up like you know. So it was like, oh. So I would hide in the closet, and that's how I would get my my meditation time. Or go in the bathroom, and be like, that's okay, right. get that's mommy, right. Mommy. You got to find yeah. find your little spot wherever it is. You know, go exactly. go. And 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 even if you don't have like a you know like let's just say your space is tight or you've got a big family or a lot of kids you know tell your loved ones say hey guys i need i need 10 minutes i'm going into the bathroom and could you not could you not disturb me please and mm-hmm. i'd really appreciate it if you would respect that mm-hmm. and sometimes when we talk to our loved ones like that they're like okay you know i mean right. we got we got to let our loved ones know who we are too mm-hmm. they might not know mm-hmm. that side of us and right. when we start to love ourselves more we then start to ask others to love us better, too. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> now, 
is there a way that um, people can get in contact with you, say they want to come to the um, you know, the Institute or anything like that that you want well, to share? I, you know, I love hearing from people, and you can go on my, my website, com, and you can also email me. My email list is on there, and you can, there's a, there's a way to, you know, I love hearing from people and, you know, finding out where they're at and how they're doing on their life journey. I'm, I know you're in the Bay Area, and I'm in LA, and I got a lot of book signings. So far here in LA, although I did do that thing in Northern Cal at Multiversity, um, Right now I'm doing book signings in L.A., so if anybody's in L.A., go on my website. There's a whole schedule there of my upcoming book signings. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, reach out to me. Let me know how you're doing. I love the conversation. I love I love the sharing of what our life journeys are about, you know? Oh, I love supporting people. Yes. That's beautiful. Oh, my goodness, Aura. Well, thank you very much. For being a guest on Blissful Living, I, it, it's just been a pleasure to have this wonderful conversation with you. And you oh. gave so many nuggets of gold um, to the listeners, and the energy is just absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, like positive, ex- exuding, you know, like a fresh spring day, you know, where oh. it's not too hot, not too cold, just perfect, you know. Oh, well, the kind of weather we have in California. No. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, Ro- Rochelle Marie, thank you for having me and, like I said, holding the space so that we could have this conversation. Oh, you're very welcome. And I want to thank all of you listeners because you guys are phenomenal. Please share the show with as many people as you possibly can. Um, it's everywhere, so people will not have trouble finding the show. And I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You, as well as All Day Cable Inc. Listeners, please go check out their site. And um, if you're in need of their services, connect with them and tell them I sent you there. And I guess with that being said, I'm going to wish all of you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, and until next time, bye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.